There we go. Episode three of the Totally Not Unhealthy podcast. Um, here with a guest that actually, how did you come across me? I think I saw you on TikTok first. <laughs> that was probably it. Yeah. yeah. It seems to garner a little bit of attention. Yeah, specifically cool. with the middle aged ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you play right into it, so it's yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know your audience. Yeah. Um, but what was like, you know, what was that little like inkling? You're like, I should reach out to this weirdo. I don't know. You look like a nice person. Okay, like, thanks. Just, yeah. <laughs> like, just like, I mean, obviously tattoos, it's like, it doesn't, mm-hmm. I've, I've met the nicest people that are like head to toe tattoos. So I've really gotten to be able to get past the initial view yeah. of a person and like look past them yeah. and get to know a person and see like you look like a nice person oh thank and, you like i may not <laughs> approach you on the road because you're like 700 feet tall yeah. but <laughs> outside of that like i yeah i was just and then i saw you you had said on instagram you were in calgary i was like why are you in calgary because i figured you weren't here yeah. <laughs> you weren't from here so then i was like oh yeah and then from there that was it very cool yeah. i like that I, that's my biggest thing in life i'm just like we're crossing paths for whatever reason let's yeah. maybe figure out why that's cool and i'm naturally introverted so again that's like completely out of my wheelhouse to do like so to message cool. someone and then even to be here yeah. i'm like ah, i love that that's amazing <laughs> well i'm on it then and thank you for uh, coming to visit and yeah. doing this thanks for the invite you are very welcome um so why don't you give like everyone just like a really quick high level like what you do who you are yeah uh so i'm originally from toronto and i moved out here in 2016 to work for a university and uh, in 2020 right as COVID hit i started doing recruitment for them and so most of my recruitment was online which sucked and now we're back to in person so it's been good to be able to get back in front of kids and um, what i do is i travel around to different high schools uh, in canada as well as the us and i work with them and help them to figure out what their passion is and how we can get them to do a post-secondary degree and see if there's a way to mirror those together very cool. I kind of yeah. like that because um, I was a giant shithead in okay. regards with kind of everything. If someone told me I couldn't do something or was kind of a dick or condescending, mm. I was like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's multiple layers that play into this. I'm curious, like, what that would look like if I was blessed with someone like yourself coming right. in and being like, hey, it's going to be okay. I like, think because I'm completely objective to the student and what Mm -hmm. they're doing in their life like I have no idea how they're doing in school what their parents want them to do I'm literally just coming in and laying out all of the options that they have in front of them and getting to know them because most times we're doing fairs during school days Mm -hmm. so the parents aren't there so we can have those conversations with them like well what do you want to do because it's completely different when the parents are there 100% most of them don't talk the parents are the ones talking so to be able to get to know the kid on their own and if they can break away from their friend group, because that's the other thing, they all kind of travel in clumps to yeah. different tables and they won't actually talk because mm. they're afraid <laughs> to be not cool yeah. <laughs> in front of their friends. But Everyone when they actually, cool. yeah, but when they actually get past that point and open up and actually have like a, this is what I really love to do. Is there some way that I can go make my parents happy, go to university, go to college, whatever it is, and do something with my life, but that I'm not going to hate my life every day when I get up. Like so I'm going to enjoy like, getting to go to work. You show them what that looks like because the extent of it when I was uh, in school was like, oh yeah, here's your career and life management. This is kind of this little pamphlet and pick what you want to do. Yeah. I So when I was in high school, we did those like take a career test basically. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is what, based on your personality, you'd be good at. So I was either a soil chemist oh. or a firefighter. Wow. Yeah. None of those I pursued uh, yeah. <laughs> in my path. And honestly, like I've gone, I think it helps because I've kind of gone through so many different types of schoolings and still trying to figure out what I'm doing at 35. Like still not a hundred percent sure. And I think, that. no. And I think that because I've had that experience, I'm able to help them and help them realize like, it's okay to change your mind. Mm-hmm. You're going to change your mind when you're in university. It's not like very few students go through and do all four years in one shot because they know what they want to do. They're going to change a couple times. And so because I changed as much as I did, I think that that makes a difference um, for me being able to connect with the kids. Say so. You lived it yourself, so you get it. Yeah. Yeah. And they, if their parents didn't have that, if their parents were like, I was seven years old and I knew I wanted to be a veterinarian or I wanted to be a doctor and my parent wanted me to be this, that's what they did. And it's a completely different generation back then. 
um, they did what their parents told them to do and they go to work and mm-hmm. you've got your, your corporate robots <laughs> yep, <lots laughs> where my generation doesn't do that. We buy avocado toast instead of houses <laughs> and have dogs instead of that instead of children. I so I think we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> but people are a little more happier. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. And it's not you're not bogged down, you're not tied to a desk. You can do things that you enjoy and there are ways now, especially with social media, to make a living out of this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So, kinda I guess high level what I do. Yeah. Um that's basically all. I have no life. So outside of work, <laughs> I read books. I am on book number 26 of 75 for the year. There you go. That's impressive. Yeah. Good for you. I'm probably going to go over 75. I did yeah. buy like 15 last year. My goal was 50 and I read 65. So Oof. yeah. That's <laughs> I, I commendable. Know. Yeah. It, it, it's, I, that's all I do. There's go to the gym, read, work. That's pretty much it. I mean, it sounds peaceful. It is. It is. I really, I have less anxiety than I did when... COVID and everything started, so mm-hmm. it's, it's been good to try and just pay more attention to myself. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of more present doing you. Yeah. yeah. Listening to myself, listening when I need to slow down. Like, I finished an event this morning, and I could have driven home and done, and I was like, you know what? I want to take a day. So I got myself a hotel room, and I'm just going to chill. I'm going to sleep in tomorrow morning. I'm excited. Yeah. Where it's normally awesome. I would have, like, rushed home, and I have so many things that I need to do to prep mm. for the next week, and it's just like, no, I'm going to slow down. Good I've been you. busy this week, so, yeah. yeah. Good for you. Yeah, it's been Deserve. a journey. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm, myself personally, I literally live every day very much present, like, day by day, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean, like, I still envision something of myself and for myself in the future. Right. What does that look like for you? Mm. <laughs> Well, I'm currently finishing up a, a bachelor's degree uh, part-time while I study because I didn't finish mm-hmm. a bachelor's degree the first time around doing school. Um, and my plan is to head into the armed forces and do military chaplaincy. Very cool. What does that, what does that look like? Sorry, I'm... That's... Um, it Basically, I like I would be a, cha- a chaplain for all the branches of the Canadian military. Uh, oh. So I'd work with families, um, counseling... Not like full-blown counseling, yeah. but like just working with them, making connections with them, um, being um, a connection for them with administration if there's any requirements that are needed for religious requirements or anything like that. I'd be kind of just the point person for them and kind of a safe space outside of That's cool. outside of the armed forces, but still within the armed forces. Yeah, you're kind of like that little, like the sweetheart, the option where, you know, everyone's comfortable talking right. to you and you can kind of be the middleman in terms of... Which I kind of feel similar to what my job is right now. Like 100%. I said, like I come up to the kids, yeah. I'm completely unbiased. I have no idea what's going on yeah. in their life. And so I'll be able to do that with the families as well. So Very that's kind of, that's the plan. That's so cool. it's still like a five-year plan by the time yeah. I finish my degree, but... Still, that's very cool. Yeah. And then... Um, so after that, uh, then know. what? I know you no mentioned briefly before we uh, turn on the mics that you were... Was it 35 and you're worried you know you're traveling around a lot and like hard to date, I mean, see people it's hard like it's yeah. hard to make friends as an adult just it's you, you don't have the same communities that you did in university or in high school mm-hmm. um that you grew up with so it it's tough and so that's probably why i've read 26 books since the beginning of the year okay. because there's where i live it's a very small city and so mm-hmm. it's just the university basically so not gonna hang out with university kids that's weird <laughs> <laughs> they're like 10 years younger than me yeah. <laughs> kids now that are starting university this coming year were born after i graduated from high school so that stresses me a little bit because <laughs> it makes me feel old um but yeah i mean it's there's there's always that that background of like well what if i never find someone and i mean if it happens it happens it goes through mm-hmm. waves of like some days i'm like oh, whatever i don't care who needs a man who needs whatever I'm good. That's <laughs> I can do it. And I like, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I don't need, I want. Because I can pay my own bills. I do my yeah. own thing. That's the, like, that's, I don't need someone to survive. But it's the companionship. It's hard. I get it. Yeah. 100%. Even, you know, I have moments with uh, friends at time where, you know, it's not romantically intimate. But mm-hmm. we'll end up spending four or five days together for whatever reason. Had to help with something. And yeah. it's like, hmm. This is nice. This is really yeah. nice, yeah. Yeah, I could get used to this. Right, but Just sharing yeah. life with someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's tough, Like, and I don't have a roommate. I don't think I would want a roommate in my space right now, <laughs> like living by myself. Totally fair. But like, I think even just having a roommate would be nice, because then I'd have someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. I don't have a pet, because 
because I'm on the road so much, yeah. so I don't have an animal to That's talk tricky. to. You get like a little lizard that yes. you can bring around yeah, on your shoulder? Yeah, no, I could. Yeah, I thought about that. I do. So I, I actually, it is something I want to look into because I have celiac disease. I was diagnosed in 2020 mm-hmm. and I read it's like middle of COVID. And there are gluten um, identifying dogs. So like a, ser- it's cool. a service animal. Yeah. So like the dog will sniff the food and it'll be able to tell you if there's gluten That's in so it cool. or not. Yeah. So I want to work on getting I a dog like that be because amazing. it would help when I'm like just out in the world interacting, mm-hmm. eating out, that kind of thing. It makes it easy. I don't have to worry. So, so I have a pet then. <laughs> but, are, there, are there certain yeah. kinds of dogs that do that specifically, or do you have a little bit of option? There? I think you can do pretty much it because I've seen a, a wide variety of dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you have to find a training center, and most of them are in the U.S. So that's fair. Yeah, I bet you that's probably pretty pricey too. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, I would I not. Imagine. I would not doubt it. <laughs> My dog does not sniff out drugs; it mm. sniffs out gluten. Yes, <laughs> yes, and it actually I've seen videos on TikTok of like the dog will like boop their nose like on the, on their leg or something like no you're good to go oh, with whatever so dish cool. they, i know the cutest thing. i know and it's people like are, hey, eat yeah it, eat you're it. good <laughs> go ahead <laughs> or i don't know what they do if there if there is no if there is gluten in it but yeah it's like i i'd like that but with my job right now with travel there's no way that i can have a dog yeah so a little too much there yeah well once you're a military chaplain you should have a little bit more freedom in that regard yeah i should be a little bit more settled i won't have to travel around once i get through all the training and everything i'll be able to settle and find a spot oh that's good i don't know where it'll be okay now i'm curious because like obviously you're very intelligent well-spoken you got your life together um i'm guessing you maybe you've listened to both episodes if not Mm -hmm. either way um kind of a little bit of a tinfoil hat weirdo. You know, <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, spirituality and whatnot. <laughs> That's so all right. I'm I curious. was raised in the church, so. Yeah, so yeah. where are you with all that now? Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a journey. Like, what do you believe in? Uh, <laughs> I am Christian. Mm-hmm. I was raised Christian. Um it's hard because the denomination that I'm a part of is very conservative. Yeah. And um, my stepdad is a pastor. Oh, damn. And my stepsister and her husband are pastors. Oh. <laughs> um, I have an issue with the church in, in like, as a corporation, like the corporate mm. church. Yeah. I have an issue with... Um, I don't think that we're very Christ-like and that's what we're supposed to do mm-hmm. and so that's that's my focus is to be as Christ-like as I can with every person that I interact with I love that. Um, and there is specific doctrine that I, I do believe in that I believe is true but the majority of my focus is to try and be as Christ-like as I can I love that yeah so shirt off your back good to go yeah I mean, that's a good way to be. Yeah. Um, imagine you, like, feel pretty fulfilled and good about, like, yourself and life in general when you live like that day to day. I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's a journey, so it's not yeah. every day. Well, balance, right? You told me you were going off, turning red, and... Yes. <laughs> the road rage is I was having downtown Calgary. <laughs> I was yeah. not very Christ-like then, uh, but... Balance. <laughs> yes, balance. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I do try and, and be a good person, because I think that's the most important thing, and try and, and just treat everybody as they deserve to be treated mm-hmm. doesn't matter like what they look like what they believe who they love doesn't matter they're a person and yeah. they should be treated 100%. like that so that's 100%. my that's my that's my goal i think that's the biggest issue with the world right now yes. is that <laughs> it's like all of those you're not a person something's no. fucking wrong with right. you yeah yeah so that's 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 my goal and to try and just be as genuine and kind of a person as i can uh, to everyone I interact with. So. I love that. I was kind of, like I said, a little bit of a shit when I was younger. And for a little bit, I was quite jaded. Mm. So it was kind of like, oh, well, fuck this and fuck that. I wouldn't mm-hmm. go out of my way to right. do wrong to anyone. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, this is all bullshit. Right. Um, <laughs> People suck. Yeah. And that's kind of changed a little bit. Well, a lot really entirely. Mm. Um, but that took going through a metric ton of shit mm-hmm. and then I'm like wow if I felt like that oh what if someone else felt like that holy mm-hmm. crap um I even what was it I've 
bugged my dad before too because he used to get a little bit of road rage. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, most of us do. Yeah. I mean, even I sometimes, <laughs> like, I like to play this game where, you know, if someone's driving like an asshole mm-hmm. and I've got nowhere to be. Slow right down. Oh, yeah. Oh, the passive-aggressive slow oh, down. Oh, it's I love the it. best. It's my favorite. You know, and they're, like, <laughs> flipping you off. Yeah. They're swearing in their vehicle. You got your music playing. You're just whatever. After about five, ten minutes, usually I'll let them up beside me, and then when they come to flip me off, I'll blow them a kiss or two. <laughs> That's Hi. absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, <laughs> So yeah, balance. You gotta have a little bit of all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. February. <clears throat> so I'm curious then because like obviously <laughs> you've played life like kind of within the lines and you've done it well. Mm-hmm. What's like what you would deem kind of the what's the most trouble you got into, or just mischief if you will. Mm. <laughs> um. I wouldn't say. I mean, growing up in a conservative home, <clears throat> I obviously, like, not supposed to drink, not supposed to smoke, not supposed to do drugs, all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I did all those things. Um, I didn't enjoy it. No? Like, it didn't do anything for Was me. Was it for you? No. So, like, it, this isn't doing anything for me, and it's expensive. So, never mind. <laughs> so, enough. I just stopped. Yeah. Um, the... Probably the most rebellious thing that I've done is get a couple tattoos. Yeah. And it's like, I want more. Yeah. Which is like, I got the oh. first one and I'm like, nah, damn it, I'm screwed. Once you start, <laughs> yeah, that's game over, yeah. like, case in point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you have a few. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was, that's probably the most rebellious thing, I guess I could quote unquote say. So I've been fairly middle of the line. Fair. Good. <laughs> okay. Um, have you ever tried psychedelics? No. No? I haven't. Do you want to? No. No? No. Why not? I don't think so. I think that my brain is wild enough as it is. And with the anxiety that I have, I just don't think that it's it's for me. That's fair. Yeah. I I don't ever suggest anyone to do anything that doesn't resonate with them. Mm-hmm. I'm always just so curious as to like the, the hows and whys because for most people, um, it's the idea of oh god what mm. happens if like I lose control or like this kicks into overdrive and I don't know how to deal with it and it's right. like oh shit yeah so <laughs> my my therapist was like you should maybe try like some other anxiety reducing methods and mm-hmm. like people use marijuana and I was like I mean I used to do it in high school yeah. so it didn't really make a difference but, but maybe now that I have anxiety it may maybe make a difference and so I went to the store and I got a couple joints and I was like do anything for me mm-hmm. like almost less than what it did to me in high school really and then i i got a couple edibles you can't tell me that didn't do nothing oh no yeah. i was fucked uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> i ate one and then i started to feel it like it made me more anxious and i like i went to the bathroom i tried to make myself throw up i'm like get it out of the system no it's too late for and, that oh no i was done yeah. <laughs> it was it was not it was not an enjoyable experience i was like i'm just gonna throw the other one away so that was a one and done yeah 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 okay. i have not tried it since i threw it out i that's, threw the other one afterwards i was like fair. i can't because it was just and i remember a friend of mine called and i was like they have to know that i'm on something because i felt like i was just talking really slowly and like mm-hmm enunciating my word and I was like I there, there's no way that they don't think there's something wrong with me After the but fact, I will like, not did, admit it did they did they know <laughs> no oh no clue oh so you had it like all together apparently yeah yeah no I remember there was only one time that I had like an ill effect from smoking when I was in high school mm-hmm. um we did it at lunch and then I went back to school and I hallucinated that a ladybug flew out of my nose oh god while I was in class that's terrifying so, like I had my head down and then a ladybug flew out of my nose Ooh. in theory and I was like, <laughs> and like yeah, freaked out in class. I my bet. teacher looked at me and I'm like, I'm good. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Everything's fine. And my friend just looked at me from across the class and was like, how high are you? I'm like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Nothing. Shut it's up. fine. Don't, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. So that's the, like, I really haven't had any, I didn't, I didn't yeah, I haven't really done Interesting. Yeah. See, like, oh, they always say like, oh yeah, marijuana is the gateway drug, but I almost feel like it's like backwards. Cause for me personally, and for a lot of people, um, it likes it does what you were trying to achieve. It slows me down, but mm-hmm. I fucking hate that. Mm-hmm. I get paranoid. I get anxious really? because like the way my brain works is I know that in any present moment, if something happens, I can deal with it and right. handle it and yeah. react fine. Mm-hmm. 
and I've been so high sometimes. I'm just like stick. <laughs> There's nothing there. I'm oh, no. just a fucking potato. <laughs> and which sometimes you need. But yeah, I've I've kind of got limits around it in the sense where like if I'm ever smoking with someone, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be either going to bed right. or at some kind of like festival or show where like I'm not supposed to be sober. Mm, okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Interesting. So the curiosity then just because like marijuana is always kind of like the stepping stone for everyone mm-hmm. and not a lot of people enjoy the effect that it has on themselves. Yeah. It's almost like looming and daunting and ominous when mm-hmm. people mention psychedelics and it's like, oh fuck, this is so like scary right. and intense and like, yeah. oh fuck, I'm supposed to see dragons flying out of the wall? <laughs> I'm going to melt yeah. into the floor? Yeah, I had to leave it, but I don't know. Right? I don't even know what it would do to me if I, if I was hallucinating with that. Um, the, I, one of the other things, I, I grew up with a guy and he he had done some mushrooms that ended up being laced with something. Oh God, that's and, not good. And uh, he uh, went into a, like they medically induced coma and he's like stroke, seizures. It's terrifying. He's in a wheelchair. Jesus. Yeah, like irreparable, irreparable damage to his brain. Oh. And I mean, so it was like the fear factor of like, if I do it, I was going to say, if, if you've seen that, yeah. didn't have the best experiences with weed, and then you witness that, right. I wouldn't touch it either. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. So then, it, and then I'm concerned for like my friends who do it, because I'm like, but you never know, you don't know what's in it, you don't know what it's been laced with, or anything like that, but there's a fear with that, with everything. Mm, yes and no, you know them yourself. Well, okay, yes. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I think for the most part, um, it's almost like, uh, especially with psychedelics, it's just typically a bunch of fucking hippies mm, yeah that's true uh, they don't want to do you know uh, that's no true. harm that's true <laughs> yeah gets a little dicey when it's you know kind of the harder murkier coke meth kind of that's gross no i never would condone ingest myself or mm-hmm. like even personally and this is why i think i may have an undiagnosed case of adhd okay. i've dated a few girls where they had it diagnosed full nine yards they mm-hmm. had their prescriptions and everything and they would just one for example um for a brief moment when i knew her like she liked her cocaine and i was never one that understood the hype because it didn't really do anything for me it was kind of mm-hmm. like drinking a coffee mm-hmm. i just felt a little like focused and mm-hmm. alert and that was it and she's explaining to me that this is how she feels on it and i'm like interesting wow and i ended up over time dating a few girls that same thing and diagnosed adhd and that's how they react to cocaine and then the same thing like have a bunch of caffeine and you can take a nap you can go to sleep your life Mm -hmm. is normal you're Mm -hmm. just like you're kind of focused you're not energetic you're not jittery you're just like this and i'm like huh interesting Interesting. Yeah. yeah yeah caffeine does the opposite for me i am like through the roof like jittery yeah, no good. So, I love it. I drink yeah. coffee all the time, yeah. but I shouldn't <laughs> because of how bad I get really jittery. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that would that would be interesting. See, so like I said, I would never push anyone into anything. Mm-hmm. But like, given obviously like your sensitivity to substances, yeah, um, I kind of tell everyone, I'm like, at some point in your life, you should have a little bit of mushrooms just to see, just the <laughs> tiniest bit, even if it's just like a microdose, yeah, just because like you really can't get yourself into trouble with a microdose. Mm. Um, the way I would explain it is, like if you didn't know that you had it, mm-hmm. um, you just, it'd be like you're having a really good day right. and you, you just connected with people easier. Um, things would be just ever so slightly more vibrant. Mm, okay. And <laughs> you might be a little bit more like creative and like on your toes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I guess now that I'm not working this job, uh, I can speak to it. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, I was never one that did, like, micro. I'm mm-hmm. kind of the weirdo that's, like, all in. I'm like, let's see what this does. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. I've definitely like to push limits. Mm. And um, so after doing, like, big doses here and there for a couple of years, uh, a friend gave me, like, a pill for a microdose. Mm-hmm. She's like, try this out. See how you go. And I was at work. Uh-huh. And this was like up when I was working uh, in the patch. So okay. it was at a time when all this COVID shit. Mm-hmm. So I was like sharing a truck and driving back with another coworker. And I was the dude that always drove. Mm-hmm. And I'm, 
I've been in instances where I've operated machine learning so that never when I know that I can't okay. but when it's a little more than a micro mm-hmm. um, so safe to say like I wasn't worried about like this being problematic or dangerous right. or whatever yeah um, so I had this micro for the first time ever and we hop in the truck and drive home in like 20 minutes half hour in a drive I'm like oh okay notice that just just a little mm. bit and the only thing I really noticed is like we always had interesting conversations and got to talking but it, j- it just flowed and it was that mm. much deeper and felt that much more connected and I was like oh interesting huh. yeah interesting <laughs> yeah I, I have a friend who who was telling me he would microdose for a like for a couple, he microdosed for a couple of years just to manage his like depression mm-hmm. symptoms and things 100%. like that. Yeah, that's almost like why I was curious, mm-hmm. just because like um, mm-hmm. you got anxiety and things you deal with. Yeah, um, I'm not someone personally that like struggles with a lot of anxiety, but I have moments in my life where I kind of get distracted or like almost caught behind like my ego or my perception of like the world around me and like myself mm. I'm not truly authentic or aware of what's going on with my entire physiology uh, physiology I can't speak right mm-hmm. now <laughs> with like my entire being right and um I do the, like a trip um and I'm like oh fuck I just I kind of see everything I like I understand mm. how I feel inside okay um like I can reference about a month ago because I don't do them very often now usually maybe with a friend or like every couple months it's definitely slowed down mm-hmm. um, and when I had this trip I was like fuck me I was like I need to either like start going to therapy or start doing shrooms <laughs> religiously again okay. like a, at least once a month because like it brings me back to like me mm, and okay. so in this instance for example um I understood why I was doing everything that I was doing, like hanging out with certain people, um, like the choices I was making, I knew why I was doing it. And that wasn't the bullshit that I was feeding myself. I was like, I'm just doing this for this reason. No. Oh boy. So I'm like, oh shit, I see. Yeah, I repress too much stuff. I don't know if I want to release it all. (laughs) Like I go to therapy, but I'm still like, "Mm, there's still stuff in there. I'm not sure if it should come out. Yeah, (laughs) fair. And that's why, again, mm-hmm. I'll never be like someone, you need to do this, because right. it's exactly that. Like, yeah. especially mushrooms versus, like, LSD, like, acid. Mm-hmm. Um, mushrooms are almost like, you take them and they decide what's... It's like, you need to deal with this right now. They show you what you need to see. And then with acid, it's kind of like, you get to decide okay, where that, you want to yeah, go. Yeah, that would do better for me. I like control. Yeah. <laughs> I like controlling things in yeah. my life, so... To relinquish the control with the, like, I pick. I'm like, hmm, not sure. <laughs> not sure <laughs> That's if fair. I'm okay with that. See, there's just the caveat to acid, unfortunately, and for most people is you're committing yourself to 10 to 12 hours. Right of a trip oh gosh so yeah, yeah it's that's why it's typically wow. okay mm-hmm. no yeah never mind that's just not i just won't do any that's of fair them. i think that makes it easier it, it's funny because um for a little bit in my early 20s i didn't have like the best relationship with um, my mom just because i was in edmonton family wasn't around mm. i was working on a schedule opposite to her so i couldn't see her even if i wanted to yeah um, so it was just like these small talk conversations, this or that, to the point where finally I was like, for fuck's sakes, like if we're not going to have like a real relationship and talk about real shit, like what the fuck is the point? Mm. Um, and it was at that point where things got better and like we talked and then it's been getting better and better ever since. Nice. Um, but it's been curious um, sh- as she observes me and like watches my growth and development and how I perceive the world around me. She was kind of getting more and more curious about psychedelics. She's mm. like, what's going on here? Because okay. amazing woman and giant sweetheart, heart of gold, and a very curious soul. Mm-hmm. Like open mind, wants to learn about everything. Nice. And it's a beautiful thing. So she kind of just sees how, I guess, I'm slowly pulling my head on my ass. Mm. And the curi- okay. yeah, cu- <laughs> curiosity sets in a little bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of tell a little bit of stories here and there. And it's like, yeah, I did this or that. And, Oh God, this is where it takes a really interesting turn though because rather than, and I even told her, I was like, if you want to do mushrooms, I'll do them with you. Mm -hmm. Like I'll show you how it can be like a nice, enjoyable experience. (laughs) Yeah. And she was like, well, no, I think I want to go to an ayahuasca retreat. And I was like, excuse me? I'm like, that's like 
you don't even know how to ride a bike mm. and you want to hop on a fucking Ducati <laughs> and go hauling down a track. Yeah. Um, wow. So Saner Heads did not prevail. She decided she was going to go through with that and she didn't touch another psychedelic for about a year after that because I think it was a three-day retreat and the first day was like, eh, that was okay. Second was, eh, and then they slowly like up the dose so mm-hmm. you're not like, oh, fuck. And right. third day she's like, oh, God, I thought I was going to die. And just fighting it and terrified oh, the whole time. No. And yeah, so for a year it was like, nope, no psychedelics, no this, no nothing. Wow. And I told her, I was like, no shit. Mm-hmm. You jumped into the deep end. Yeah. Right off the bat. Like, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Wow. Um, That's wild. Yeah. So it was very, I guess I was fortunate and happy to eventually. It was uh, her birthday and I was like, come to the city. Mm-hmm. I'll take you for dinner and then we'll do mushrooms. <laughs> and... <laughs> Something every mother, I'm sure, longs to hear their son say. I mean, (laughs) I think if I would have told her something like that when I was a kid, she'd be like, what the fuck? I mean, I was kind of always the black sheep. I was a little stoner, skateboarder kid, (laughs) and just getting high as hell. Um, So, I guess not really a surprise. And then once she did it with me, it was a great experience all around. Mostly, like, just laid there like she thought she had, like, gut rot. And I was like, you don't have gut rot. Like, you just got energy stuck. And, like, you need to move it through Mm -hmm. your body by breathing. Mm -hmm. And we did that. And, I mean, she tried to color. That's Mm -hmm. kind of a fun one. Oh. You're on psychedelic. Okay. She couldn't color. Oh, no. It was uh, (laughs) just too much going on. I mean, and that's fair. Okay. Because when you take something and all of a sudden it looks like the walls are breathing. (laughs) It's, you're like, what the fuck yeah. is that? <laughs> you're like, so focused on one thing. This is weird. That's crazy. But it's funny how, like, um, that changes. Like, to when I started with psychedelics to now. Like, I almost have to, like, look and focus to, like, see things wiggling. Because mm. otherwise, you know, lights are kind of just starburst. Everything's brighter. And that's, right. that's it. That's it's kind of mm. normal. Okay. Um, so that's that interesting. That you're going to try higher doses? Or? <laughs> oh, I've done very oh, okay. high doses, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm, like I said, an individual likes to push limits. I'm like, oh, let's see what this does. Mm. So, yeah, I've definitely done that. I still would very much love to, um, like I've done DMT. Mm. That was a trip, okay. to say the least. <laughs> um, and that was after doing psychedelics for two years. Mm. And I had a moment when I was on DMT where I was in the bathroom and I was like starting, I wouldn't say hyperventilating, but my breathing was getting a little intense. And I was like, okay, dude, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Everything is supposed to be fucked and not make sense right now. And it wasn't like anything was bad, but like I looked at my hands and my thumbs were on backwards. I saw like weird symbols and etchings that were like overlaid into everything. And... When I walked, I was in the bathroom at the time. I thought I was going to shit and piss myself. Oh, no. So I was like, oh, God, I got to go to the bathroom. Oh. And um, then I heard my girlfriend at the time go, oh, fuck. And I'm like, oh, God, we're on DMT. And I just heard her go, oh, fuck. I'm like, all right, I got to take care of this. So I did uh, wipe my ass and I go to like, you know, make sure there's nothing there. I'm like, I'm so high, I'm not even going to be able to tell if there's anything on my ass. So we do a courtesy wipe, flush the toilet, stand up, look at my hands, which thumbs are on backwards. I'm like, what the fuck? And then the kind of thing that I've sort of a little, I, it would have been cool if I would have guess looked at myself in the mirror, what would I have seen? Mm, Who's to say? Yeah. Um, and when I walked out of the bathroom, she said, oh, fuck, because she had thrown up oh. on a blanket. She was trying to go wash. And I was like, it's fine. Lay down. We don't need to wash this right now. But, you know, I just had my moment in the bathroom. I'm like, everything's not supposed to make sense. It's fine. And when I walked out and looked at her, her skin was like white and her hair was green. And I was like, it's still her. <laughs> But she looked like a fucking alien. I was like, wow, that's something else. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Kind of would do again? or? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't, allegedly, um, you know, you can break through on TMT, which is where, you know, you're gone. Mm. You're not in your body. You're not here. You're off talking to aliens or <laughs> super spirits or shit like that. Wow. And, um, so, you know, that's where I'm curious, like, how... Or have you heard anything in terms of like all the tinfoil hat shit where in the spiritual world right now, mm-hmm. with everything that's going on with like society, allegedly we're at this like amazing kind of point where the sun's blasting us with so much energy, we're evolving consciously as individuals mm. and kind of like 
coming back closer to our higher selves, to like the spiritual beings that we are versus just a human body. Right. Oh. And fuck with all that. Supposed to be aliens out there. Okay. Everything. Actually, I can attest to that a little bit. I saw UFO once. Really? That was a sh- I couldn't ever speak to it personally at all until I was at work one day and a guy I'm working with goes, night shift. Mm-hmm. So out in the middle of nowhere, he goes, what the fuck is that? And I look out the window and I'm like, there's just a shooting star. And like right before I finish the sentence, it pulls a U-turn and fucks off the other ah. way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so wow. The hair on the back of my neck was definitely standing. I was like, oh, we spent the rest of the week pretty much standing outside a lot more, just staring at the sky. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. So you hear all that. Where's your head at right now? You're like, what the fuck is going on? I don't I'm sitting on the couch with a crazy person. Right <laughs> <now. laughs> it was nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You've done too much drugs. See you man. later. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even know. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, no. <nope. laughs> I have no clue. That's that's totally fair and valid. It's there's just so there's so much that we'll never have answers to. I think. I agree. I don't think we're supposed to have all the answers. I don't want the answers. I think it's going to be terrifying to have all of those answers. Like, I don't think that... Yeah, I think we need to to be ignorant to some things in life. I would agree. I mean, that's the whole premise of being a human. Yeah. As remarkable and sophisticated as the human body is, we're still pretty fucking simple creatures. Very. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I walk into walls all the time, so... (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I... I don't know. I have no doubts that that stuff happens. So, hearing from some weirdo that may or may not have validity, and you could just, some kook that did too much acid and now he's <laughs> on to some weird shit. Hearing like all of this, <clears throat> would there ever be any point in your life where you're like, hmm, maybe I look into a little bit of this shit? Or is it just like, no, I'm doing my life, I don't care, and you just take the, like, the ignorance is bliss bit that you mentioned? No, I think I think if we're not constantly learning, mm-hmm. then we're doing ourselves a disservice. And I think if we limit ourselves to only learn about things that we think we should learn about, <laughs> like the, ignoring the things that are going to release our minds from the, the cage that they're in right now, mm-hmm. like, I, I think that we need to... We need to do that. It's healthy for us to do that, to grow as people, mm-hmm. um, to grow as a society. Because, like, even what we were saying at the beginning with seeing people as people and not who they love or what they look like or yeah. anything like that, I think that by seeing people like, like, having that mentality is just a testament to, like, stepping outside of that cage. Yep, for sure. Because if we stuck status quo, the way that things were 30 years ago, nothing would be socially acceptable. (laughs) Especially nothing that anybody does nowadays. So I think that, yeah, we have to continue to grow as a society and as as people. Otherwise, we're just potatoes. I would agree. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Very well put, that was. I'm glad. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was making sense. <laughs> no, you were. It was good. No, you're completely right. Um, I think the like an interesting take is, is yeah, like you said, in the last 30 years we've come so far. But at the same time, over whatever the last few hundred years, we've come so far technologically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with building up civilization. But at the same time, I think we've regressed so fucking far in terms of, like, our awareness mm-hmm. of, like, our own beings and the environment and the world around us. It's like, what in the yeah yeah social media is not social it's the complete mm-hmm. opposite like i have hundreds of friends on facebook let's say mm-hmm. i don't talk to any of them so that's the point I i'm know. just collecting friends mm-hmm. but i'm not actually talking to them and i'm not interacting with them i'm not it was so much better when all we had were cell phones or like landlines and you don't remember your friend's phone number? Lad. Oh my god, I yeah. still know my best friend's phone number. I love that. From, she doesn't even live, the, the, like the house doesn't even exist anymore. They tore it down, they yeah. built a whole other subdivision. I still have her phone number in my head. Cool. My mom asked me a week ago, like, what was my old cell phone number? And I gave it to her, just without even thinking, because oh. she needed it to log into something. I was That's like, awesome. it's stuck in there. I have yeah. numbers stuck in there, but 
yeah, I don't. I lost my train of thought. That's okay. <laughs> Happens. Yeah, <laughs> social media. There it is. Um, yeah, we've just we've like exactly what you said. We've regressed as a society. We are not social, mm-hmm. and even less so now that COVID is going on. Nobody interacts with anybody. It's like not socially acceptable to have friends. And even they're talking, like I was listening to the radio on the way here. And it was like, you know, reconsider having Easter with people and seeing people and doing stuff Mm -hmm. because of the sixth wave. And it's like, (sighs) it's hard because you can't, you can't build those connections. And that's, that's where people's, the last two years, everybody's mental health has deteriorated so badly because there's, you don't have that social interaction. Mm. I'm an introvert by nature. I didn't realize how much I needed interaction with people until I had to work from home for two and a half months. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I actually like people. Yeah. I don't like people, but I like people enough I that I need to see Small them on doses, a regular basis. Yeah, for sure. yeah. yeah to microdose people. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> just to maintain sanity. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like it's, but social media has just completely regressed us because we, we collect people on there. We collect followers. We collect oh, friends. You just building up your own little facade and your persona and the mask that you want to show the world. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. 100%. I've witnessed. I mean, you can observe anyone and almost see various degrees of this. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone that was once close in my life, I I watched it damn near consume them. Like, their image Mm. and how they were perceived by other people was everything. It was all that mattered. And I was like, oh, Everything is curated. Every mm-hmm. conversation, every interaction, every post that you do. Yeah. It's no well it's no way to live. Absolutely not. No. It's miserable. You're not happy. No. The camera goes off and you're gone. There's no yeah. happiness. <laughs> no. I would agree completely. I think it's kinda of funny, um and you made like a very valid point how all of these things in society right now that like don't go visit people like COVID. You you gotta stop seeing people. Don't touch people six feet mm-hmm. away. Don't even fucking look at them. Wanna spend time with your family on holidays? Nope. Fuck no. Yep. Zoom. Zoom family parties. Yeah. Like that's exhausting. <laughs> so the most curious part to me, um, it was with a best friend of mine. That's who I really went down rabbit holes with. Mm-hmm. Um I showed her MDMA originally. She was like, Oh wow, I love this. And I was like, Oh shit, no kidding, you do. <laughs> And then we got into psychedelics, and she's very much, you know, she's kind of like a squirrel. She'll look around, seeing everything, but, like, she also needs to know everything. Mm. So, like, with this, when we got into psychedelics, she was like, oh, fuck. Mm. I want to know all of this shit, all of it. So, I mean, I loved it, and I appreciate it because, like, she brought things to my awareness that, you know, I'm very open-minded, but I don't. You know, I just take things as they are. If it ends up in front of me and intrigues me, I'll pursue it. And if not, whatever. Mm-hmm. So she showed me a lot. And it's kind of like I was mentioning earlier, the whole premise being with like what's happening, I guess, right now to everyone on Earth is mm-hmm. apparently the sun's blasting us with way more energy, mm. um, which you can actually track. There's mm-hmm. a thing called the Schumann Resonance. Oh, yeah. 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 So that's having like spikes and flares. Yeah. And it's been happening more so than ever before. Yeah. And it's curious because even people that, um, like, if they're not spiritually aware, like, they're just living their lives and, like, all of us are like, oh, fuck, whatever. I'll have conversations with them during these, like, these flares with the Schumann Resonance. Ah. And I'll see what's happening in their lives and how they're being impacted with it. I won't get into details. I'm just like, how are you doing right now? Mm-hmm. And whether or not someone's spiritually aware or not, they're being impacted by it. But yeah, um, it's very intriguing to me because I interact with like so many people. Mm-hmm. So I like to just see how like collectively what's happening to people, mm-hmm. regardless of you know their perception of the world around them. And from what I've observed, the last two years, everyone's going through the exact same fucking shit mm. in one way or the other. It's kind of like you're being forced to deal with your shit. If you've got parts of yourself that you were neglecting or not paying attention to, oh. they're fucking coming up whether oh. you like it or not. So bad. <laughs> yeah. And you're like having to deal with it. Yeah. And if you try to tuck it away, it ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. You're fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, at the beginning of, uh, right before COVID hit, I met someone online, mm-hmm. uh, lived on the other side of the country and we talked every day. 
multiple times a day, all day. And I was working from home. So mm -hmm. it was like if I wasn't in a meeting and I was just doing work, I was on the phone with him. Yeah. And um, eventually he ghosted me after nine months. What? And uh, Nothing at all. Nothing. What the fuck? Um, yeah, started dating somebody else, blocked me on all the social medias. Uh, so you had to go through that. Yeah, it was, it was shitty. Uh, funny enough, once they once TikTok implemented that, look who viewed your profile. Oh, he was still guess who stalking all your shit? Guess who created a new profile and looked at mine. And I was like, oh, immediately oh. go into his profile and block. Yikes. Like, I don't need, but like, I can honestly say that if I hadn't had him to interact with, mm -hmm. and we didn't have the pseudo relationship that we had for the time that we did, I probably wouldn't it wouldn't have made it out the other side in terms of COVID. Yeah. that year in 2020 um but the last year and a half since he ghosted and made me have to basically work on on my shit it's been wild right <laughs> not been enjoyable by any no means. no you gotta be proud of yourself that's gotta feel good oh, I, like, am. Yeah. I am very proud of myself and i definitely um i can see the difference in me and just the way that i i deal with things now yeah Good for you. Um, even my therapist was like, "You're doing really good." Yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's awesome!" Happy. My therapist is like, "You're not spiraling." I'm like, "Yes, I love that. I'm winning." <laughs> but it took that, like, and the thing, like, yeah, it just. I look back now and I realize, like, man, I was an idiot. I was an <laughs> idiot for for letting it go on as long as it did, mm -hmm. seeing the red flags that I saw, and it, but I was still, I was just so in love with him, and. Served its purpose. It kept you here. Got it you did. Through. Yeah, yeah, it did in that sense. But man, yeah, it was. Uh, it was rough. It was a rough. Oh, one. I got plenty of those. Yeah. Stories. <laughs> yeah. I did the um, the ceremonial right on a plate. Everything that you're releasing, and, and smash I smashed it. it on December thirty first. It was very. That's cathartic. fantastic. It was very cathartic. Yeah. Because that was actually the same day that I found out that he was in a relationship with someone. Nice. And it was just like, okay. Very freeing. Felt like a new, oh, new woman after like, that. I, I left him in 2020. It was like, it was done. It was done. Over with. Don't think about it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, there, I, I, it was literally at that point, it was like, there was no more crying, no more like, what was me? It was just, all right, done. Next. What's going yeah. on? That's so, good though. Like, yeah. you, even just the way that you're speaking about it, you can tell like it's something that happened yep. it is what it is yep. uh, it's it taught purpose. Me. yeah exactly. it taught me things about myself and and forced me to grow and that was a positive but yeah covid and working through shit was just <laughs> it was hard <clears throat> mm -hmm. it was hard it was not uh, my anxiety spiked during covid my depression peaked during covid and it was just but i have high functioning depression so it's just like status quo but then I can't get out of bed in the morning or I stay in bed all, like I go home and I just get into bed and that's it. Mm -hmm. But I can function, no problem. But on the inside, it's, it sucks. Oh yeah, I, whoa, <clears throat> I, I guess I never really sought out resources or help or nothing, but kind of the same bit, kind of first little bouts of depression, if you will, when I was a preteen, teenager kind of, and it would come in waves. It would be okay for a bit and then it, it would just come and it would go. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I've had this envisioning for what I want to do with my life and with myself and like how I want to make an impact in this world. Mm -hmm. And I kind of had a plan in terms of what I was doing. Like I was working at the time and I was like setting myself up to quit the job and like sustain myself and be self-employed and travel the world. And apparently the universe decided that I was not, I was doing it. But like a real big bitch. Okay. I was going, I was really slow with it. Okay. I was just half-assing and I wasn't really putting in like the conscious effort and energy that like this deserved, mm -hmm. which this being myself. Right. And so things happened out of my control where I got fired. Mm -hmm. Well, laid off on paper. I was sneaking okay. into a closed gym because fuck, that's how I stay sane. Yeah. So... It was funny because I actually knew there was people like in the gym. Or I didn't know they were in the gym at first. Mm -hmm. I knew there was people in the office. I was like, interesting. So I'll go in the back door to the gym. And then when I snuck up the back door, I saw that there was a TV on in there. I was like, there's people in here. Mm. I didn't fucking care. I was, I knocked on the door 
And the foreman for like that area opened the door. He's like, you're not supposed to be here. I was like, well, like, is it cool if I still catch a workout, though? Mm. And he's like, get out of here. Oh. And the next day it was like, you're being laid off. And I was like, okay, that's a fair be it. Wow. Whatever, cool. But then that's kind of where, you know, I was, I was working towards certain things. I was doing these things. Mm-hmm. And then that happened. And I'm laid off. And the funny thing is, right before I got laid off, I had amassed about 50,000 US as like an investment portfolio that mm-hmm. I was playing with with crypto. Mm-hmm. And part of my plan to like, you know, build my life and go off was to trade crypto. Okay. Um, but as an individual that, you know, in the same way where, you know, maybe ADHD is at play and it takes a lot of stimulus to like really invoke any kind of response for mm-hmm. me, like, you know, I'm not getting a dopamine kick unless I'm doing something outrageous. Mm-hmm. Um, like two weeks before I got laid off, um, I pretty much just gambled away that 50 grand just for shits. I was like, I'm going to make $100,000 overnight basically or I'm going to get fucked. And I was mentoring a guy at the time too. Like we had both been, I think like doubled our money that week. Like I knew what I was doing, mm-hmm. but the biggest thing like with that or anything in life, you get all high on your wins. You're like, oh fuck, I'm just gonna win forever. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, I'm poof. There's nothing but scraps left and then I'm laid off. So there's no investment portfolio, no job. Um, hop on EI and then at the same time too, I think it was a, maybe a month before that, I punted a very toxic girlfriend mm-hmm. and through the entirety and for a year after that she did everything she could to make my life miserable. Mm-hmm. So it was partner's gone, job's gone, I have no money. Um, and then it was on EI mm-hmm. and I decided not to get vaccinated. So f- for a long time, finding work wasn't really much of a thing. I was like, well, fuck me. So in terms of having to deal with my shit, mm-hmm. I fuck I was really depressed nothing (laughs) I lay in bed just wanting to die and I'm like oh my fucking god Mm -hmm. but I mean got through it Mm -hmm. somehow some way um but that like I I needed it Mm -hmm. because I was just distracting myself I'm like oh I got this job and then on days off I'm like well I worked so I'm gonna just unwind and blow some steam and Mm -hmm. like I wasn't really ever getting anything done right and even um think halfway through I've had a couple like job opportunities but I make all my choices now like on how things feel Mm -hmm. and how it resonates with me Mm -hmm. and it didn't resonate at all because it was just it would have been me taking this job and falling right back in the same spot as before it's like okay and now I have this income I'm gonna build back up a savings account and my investment portfolio and then I'll be able to live my life maybe find someone one day have kids great and I was like Fuck me, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. Like, I love talking to people and connecting with them and meeting them and like learning about them mm-hmm. and in doing so I learn about myself and the world around me. I'm not really gonna do that if I'm like picking fucking beans on the side of the road for eight hours a day every day. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Follow your passion. COVID sort of just it's almost one of those things where it's like a blessing in disguise. Oh hundred percent. Yeah. 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 It's like super fucking annoying. It's like this is some <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. But a lot of people originally they were like, "Oh, fuck, COVID is doing this and that." I was like, "The world was already fucked." It's true. We were already all fucked up and doing everything backwards and now this is just highlighting it. Yeah. So Yeah. No, same for me. Like I wasn't diagnosed with celiac until COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And I was diagnosed when I should have been in the peak of my travel for work. And because I wasn't traveling, everything was online. I had the time to slow down, listen to my body, get the medical procedures done that I needed to do to get the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And a completely different person now. Like I was sick all the time because I would eat gluten and then I would make my myself body sick. just inflamed 24-7. And I, thought, I had no clue. Mm-hmm. I had no clue that's what it was. I thought it was so many other things. And nothing, I've, I mean, I've seen doctors for 15 to 20 years and nobody's been able to fix it. They've just been like, oh, take more iron pills because your iron is low. Mm-hmm. But not looking into the root cause of why my iron was low. So I'm curious, in, in like, you know, like you said, like 15, 20 years, you went to doctors. Was there anyone that was like, how was your diet? No. <laughs> no. That's what I'm saying is like not so one. fucked with our world. Yeah. And even, even, even up until I got my diagnosis, there was never like a go see a dietitian. Go, it was just yeah. like take more iron supplements. You're not getting enough nutrients. 
couldn't figure out why my iron was the way that it was. Yeah. It was like normal is above 20. I was like five. Yeah. I went down to three once. Oof. Normally below like 12. But when I was diagnosed, my iron was at a five. Yikes. And the only reason that I went is because I had gone to a few doctors. I kept pushing doctors to like. You knew something was wrong. There had to have been something wrong. There's no reason that my yeah. body should have been basically rejecting all of the iron that I was injecting. I did mm -hmm. six infusion, iron infusions, over six months, where I would go in and they would just literally hang a bag of iron <laughs> and pump it into my system. And my iron spiked to 100 and then dropped right back down three months later. Jesus. And I'm like, okay, but so now what? Because yeah. obviously my body can't keep it, so what's the issue? And so they sent me to check and see if I had ulcers. No ulcers. Uh, they sent me for other procedures, and then it was finally like I went to a GI doctor, and we did a routine procedure that I don't want to go into. That's totally fair. Yeah. <laughs> and now I have to do one every five years because of this diagnosis. But yeah. it was that procedure which was really just exploratory to see, like, cross another thing off of the list yeah. of what could potentially be wrong. Finally, did the blood work? It was a blood work test. It wasn't even a procedure. It's a friggin' blood work test. And, and like he that. was just like, oh, let's do this at the same time. And that's what gave me the positive diagnosis. And I'm like, why was this so hard? I am 33 years old. Yeah. <laughs> why did it take this long? No shit. Because, and I'm like, you just, it, it's just another evidence that you have to advocate for yourself, especially with, with doctors. Oh, big time. I went to a GI doctor because I was like, okay, well, I want to get a bone density scan because I'm at a high risk for osteoporosis now and I don't know, like I have no benchmark. I don't know what my what my bones look like. Mm -hmm. uh, he's like, well, I mean, they're probably not going to find anything. I said, that's the point. I don't want them to find anything. I just need to know where I'm at. Yeah. And he's, so he pulls up his tablet and he's on his tablet, not even making eye contact with me. Like, well, the Mayo Clinic says this is what celiac is and this is and I was like I've been living it for a year and a half I know what it is I know what I'm supposed to avoid eating yeah. you checking on Google isn't going to help me just sign my friggin paperwork and let me go I was very upset wow rightfully so <laughs> and so but he ended up he sent me for for genetic testing as well he's like well let's go see if uh, get do genetic testing because there's specific uh, markers genetic markers that will determine because it is a genetic disease and I finally I got the blood work done and it came back like high risk for it. I was like, well, yes, I mean I have it, so yeah. thanks. No, no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> but the fact is that I had to fight for this paperwork because the doctor wasn't. He's was like, well, you know, I not that I doubt that you have it, but and I'm like, ah, <laughs> if you weren't a trained doctor, I would jump across this desk and throttle you myself. Yeah. But I, COVID allowed me to slow down and forced me to listen to my body to mm -hmm. actually get the diagnosis and then figure out how to survive, how to eat. I had to completely rework how I was eating, how I was living yep. and I had to completely rework it. And so COVID was a blessing in that sense that I had the time to slow down because I would have just ignored it. Like I repressed everything else. Yeah. I would have just ignored it and continued on the way that I was normally living, mm -hmm. being sick all the time and functioning at less than suboptimal. Yeah, that's no fun. No. No, that's not a Because <laughs> now my iron's like 70. I finally yeah. donated blood for the first time in four years, and mm -hmm. I feel spectacular. Happy I don't day. have to drink coffee. I want to drink coffee because I like the taste of it. I don't yeah. have to drink it to survive, which is what I was doing before. So it's really nice to finally have that, but... So just a little irrelevant, well, not irrelevant, relevant bit, random, but... Um, a lot of caffeine mm -hmm. will actually like fuck with the absorption mm -hmm. of yeah. minerals and nutrition. Yeah. So yeah, oh, yeah. it was like a, I wasn't helping myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Were you trying to survive though? Yeah, I right? know. It was yeah. like take my iron pills. I have to take vitamin C with it. So I was like, yeah, I do that, no problem. And they're like, okay, we'll have your coffee in the in the afternoon if you're gonna drink or take your iron in the afternoon. Like try and. Oh, at least it. they told you that. Well, that's they, good. Well, finally, but it was like 15 years later, Jesus a Christ. couple doctors later. I've gone through so many doctors through the years mm -hmm. and done blood work for years, and I've never like finally had a I finally have a family doctor who actually does more than the bare minimum which it's is rare really nice. it's, it's very rare yeah. so thank goodness for her but i've gone through a whole bunch of doctors and finally i think i've just hoping she doesn't leave or i leave first and then i can deal yeah, with right. it yeah. but yeah it's uh covid covid was good in that sense for me but it still sucks yeah. <laughs> wow 
I don't know, I guess just to summarize everything, just like we said, when COVID came about, it kind of just highlighted everything that was like fucked up with the world mm-hmm. and society. And it's getting worse. Yeah. It's just yeah. showing us more and more how fucked things are. And it's going to get worse until like the majority of people collectively go, holy fuck. And like kind of in the same sense where you were running on fumes before and you couldn't get a fucking answer until things get so bad where people actually all seek out the answers. This is only going to get more fucked up. Yeah, it's true. I'm just here for the ride. (laughs) (laughs) Have like these beautiful moments where, you know, I'm thoroughly enjoying having this conversation with you. It's 